At Watermark Community Church, we're reading the Bible together and learning about how a bunch of smaller stories point to one big true story, the story of God's rescue plan through Jesus. Welcome to Join the Journey Junior. Hi everyone, it's Sarah. Here's where we are in the story. David's friend Jonathan confirmed that Saul was trying to kill David, so David was on the run. David began roaming around the wilderness and living in caves so he could avoid getting caught by Saul's men. As he did that, his brothers joined him, then the rest of his family, then all kinds of other people joined him, until he was leading 400 men around the wilderness. Meanwhile, Saul was getting more and more crazy because even though they had enemies attacking them, Saul was hunting David daily in one way or another. At one point, He even tried to have the priests killed because he thought they were helping David. After returning from a battle, Saul heard where David might be hiding. So he gathered 3,000 elite troops together and sent them back out to search for David. Saul and the troops wandered the wilderness of En Gedi a bit, but before long, Saul needed a bathroom break. So he stepped into a cave to relieve himself. Little did he know that David and all his men were hiding further inside that same cave. David's men whispered to him that this was his chance to kill Saul and be done with all the running and hiding. But David snuck up behind Saul and only cut off a piece of his robe. He knew he shouldn't attack the king the Lord had appointed over them, even if that king was not honoring God with his choices. Once Saul left the cave and went on his way, David came out calling to him. When Saul turned around, David bowed to him out of respect. Then David explained that no matter what people were telling Saul, he was not trying to harm him at all. David even showed Saul the piece of his robe that he had cut off, proving that he could have killed Saul in that cave, but chose to spare Saul's life instead. David then explained that he trusts God to bring justice to their situation and to protect him from Saul's attacks. Understanding that David was telling the truth, Saul began weeping and said that David was a better man than he was, repaying his evil deeds with good ones. In this moment, Saul realized that David would surely be Israel's next king, and they would flourish under his rule. Before leaving, Saul made David swear not to kill his family after being appointed king, and David agreed, and they parted ways, at least for now. Before long, Saul forgot what David had told him, and he began hunting David again. So Saul led his 3,000 elite troops into the wilderness to find David. But this time, David found out that Saul was looking for him before Saul arrived, and David sent out spies to figure out where Saul and his men had set up camp. Once they confirmed where Saul and his men were, David waited until nightfall, then took one of his men with him into Saul's camp. There they found Saul and his whole army fast asleep. Abishai, the man David brought with him, told David that God had surely given them this chance to kill Saul because everyone was asleep and Saul's spear was stuck in the ground right beside Saul, seemingly waiting to be used by them to kill Saul while he slept. But David refused. He reminded Abishai that the Lord would surely strike down Saul someday. Then David said rather than killing Saul, they should take Saul's spear and a jug of water that was near Saul as proof that they were there. So they took both items and left the camp quickly before anyone noticed they were there. 
David and Abishai went to the top of the hill nearby and shouted back to Saul's troops and commander. They told the commander that he deserved to be punished for not protecting his king. Because if the commander and troops looked, they'd find that their king's spear and jug of water were missing. At this point, Saul recognized David's voice, so he started talking with David. David asked what he had done to deserve being chased in this way. Had he committed a crime against the king? To that, Saul confessed that he had sinned against David. Then he promised to stop trying to harm David because David had shown Saul again that he respected Saul's position as the king God appointed over him. Then David gave back Saul's spear and asked God to continue protecting his life, just like he spared Saul's life that day. Will Saul actually do what he said? You'll have to join us next time to find out. For now, let's review today's story with a few questions. Question one, what was Saul doing when David had these two chances to kill him? Question two, why did David choose to spare Saul's life each time? Question three, ask your parents about a time where they were tempted to do something they knew was wrong just to get something they wanted. What happened? David had several opportunities to take matters into his own hands. He could have been done running around in the wilderness and living in caves. Not to mention, he was anointed to be the next king. So he knew he could become king if he just did one really bad thing, kill Saul. But David refused. David trusted that God would remove Saul from his role as king in his own time. David did not ignore Saul's sin against him but David still showed respect to King Saul by refusing to harm King Saul when he had the chance. Ultimately, David trusted that God would keep him safe until the time actually came for David to become king. David was not perfect, but he was a good example for us in today's story. He showed us how it glorifies God to respect the leadership over us, even when that leadership is not honoring God with their choices. He also showed us that we can forgive those that try to harm us because we can trust that God will bring justice in his timing. Sometimes we get to see God's justice play out, but sometimes we don't. But because we know God is both perfectly loving and just, we know we can trust him to deal with all of it. And he did on the cross when he poured out his wrath for all our sin unto his one and only son, which is the moment that today's little story is bringing us just a little bit closer to because all of these stories come together to make one big true story, the story of God and his rescue plan through Jesus. Join us next time as we journey through the Bible together.